Hey, good evening, everyone. John Henry Soto here. And George Batista here. Along with George Batista. And uh, welcome to Counterparts. Uh, we got a great show for you tonight. Um, tonight's episode is George. City on the Edge of Forever. Yeah, a great episode, classic episode. We're going to dive in and we're going to uh, uh, dissect it, talk a lot about it. We're going to talk about the director. We're going to be talking about the writer. Um, of course, uh, Joan Collins, and of course, uh, the cast of uh, of Star Trek. And we're also going to tell you more about these two uh, gifts that you can get, 55th anniversary um, commemorative magazines that you win. We're going to give you all the rules and regulations and everything you have to do to win these. That and more coming up on Counterparts. So hang on. All right, we are back. Thank you very much for listening to our little whistling guy. That's actually uh, George that whistles that through the whole, every single episode. You didn't know I was an amazing whistler. I was all yeah. champion. Uh, I was all city champion. All city champion whistler. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, I didn't know you can blow that well. Um, so, <laughs> cool. Well, welcome, everyone. Uh, appreciate y'all being here. Um, so, yeah, tonight's uh, episode. Um, City on the Edge of Forever, a great episode we're going to talk about. First of all, how you doing, George? I'm doing okay, sir. Good, uh, good. Had a good, had a good weekend. Good. Yeah. yeah, I had a busy weekend myself. Um, good weekend with a lot of creative stuff. Um, but one of the things that I, that I really have been having fun with is meeting people again. Ah, it's that old meeting people. You know? Yeah, like it's been so long, you know. And uh, you know, there's a, a studio, a recording studio that I do some interviews for, and I interview the bands. And these were big bands. One of them had a, it was like a, I guess it's like eight, and the other band was like five. So I got to meet all these new new bandmates and people and stuff. And it was like the first time I think since last March that I was in a, you know, with so, around so many people, you know. And we were yeah. all masked, you know. I'm always uh prepared with my mask so everybody was following the proper protocols but man it was just a lot of fun so i was excited to see life again and hear live music which was really cool exactly hey listen i this weekend i went to see mom i drove down nice. to see mom because uh nice. you know it's hard during the pandemic it was hard to see her so uh we got to see her and uh, spend some time with her and stuff like that and my stepdad and it was cool had had a lot of fun with them and stuff so uh yeah you know hopefully things get back to normal and we can uh start to harass people and all that stuff so, you know. yeah start fighting with people again <laughs> time for a nice subway fight again remember those yeah <laughs> sorry sir um so cool so th this episode um well first of all let's actually talk about the explain this contest that I've been trying to articulate it as smoothly as I can to try to explain this, but it's been, uh, I don't know if people are getting it, but I'm going to just keep going and uh, we'll just keep going. Somebody will win. And if nobody wins, they'll, we'll do it again next month until somebody wins these things. Okay. George and I, <laughs> George and I picked a date. We have an actual date. Okay. It's between now and the end of the month, right? Um, it could be tomorrow. It could be the next day. It could be the next day after that. It's a date and an exact time. 
So I'll give you an example. I'm, I'm going to go backwards. So let's just say um, March 1st at 1.30 p.m. That's the date, right? So if somebody makes a comment on our Facebook page at close, the person, <laughs> the person that makes the comment the closest to that time and the, on that date wins these. So obviously, and people have been going onto the site and people have been doing yes. stuff. Um, so that's been the people I think are getting it, you know. So anyway, that's that's how you win these. You have to go onto our site, our Facebook page. Uh, you can go to our website also, which is counterpartspodcast.com, uh, which we're going to change that eventually. You can also go to actually counterpartsshow.com uh, as well. Um, and that will actually get you to the page. Make a comment from now to the end of the month and then go every day because every day it could be the day. And every day you can win these two commemorative 55th anniversary. Amazing with beautiful pictures. Let me just show a little bit. I showed this the, the Captain Kirk one before, but. There's some beautiful picture. Oh, remember you were talking about her? Ah, yes. Lucille Ball. Oh, she's like the uh she's the reason Star Trek was was uh she's the reason we're here because otherwise yeah. we'd be talking about nothing. Right. We'd be <laughs> we'd be like, so anyway, Gilligan, when he was on the island. Um, so so this is uh it's all in there. So that's cool. They I'm actually that out. Now, John, I don't think I got it yet with this contest <laughs> thing. <laughs> I don't know. I just you know, my brain. Oh, well, we're gonna try to figure out. I don't know any other way because everything is like a, a trivia question, right? I know, I know. But I mean, trivia is, is such a because anybody can just Google now. True. And, and it'd be like, oh, just Google it and be like, yeah, I know. It's a, you know, McCoy did that in episode. Whatever it says it right here. They'll read it word for word. I want something that people have to make you know do something for yeah. to try to win. So that makes sense. We'll try this this month, and then next month we have our beautiful pins. Which is from my, one of my episode, my favorite episodes, Mirror Mirror, and then this is Amok Time, which is another great episode as well. Actually, this episode was directed by the gentleman that directed um, tonight's episode, City on the Return of uh, City on the Edge of Forever, which is uh, Joseph Penby. Yeah. Uh, Penby. Penby. By the way, Amok uh, Time was on on TV last night. I was watching it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Can't turn it off. Nah, um, can't do it. So they still give those. They still they still give. Actually, at night, at night they give. It's on the his. No, it's on the Heroes Channel. I think it's called Heroes and something or other. And they give the um original episode, the original uh show, the original Star Trek episodes, right? Then they give Next Generation. Then the next one is Deep Space Nine. Then Voyager. And oh, actually, wow. every night they give that all the way up to like one o'clock in the morning. So. <laughs> So we yeah. know what you're doing till one o'clock in the morning. Yes. So, <laughs> so what? Don't judge me. Stop <laughs> so let's. Uh, do we have a trivia question? We do. Week? All right. Why don't we? Uh, we have a trivia question. question. Yeah. That's a trivia question song. So every time we do a trivia question, we're going to sing that. That's right. <laughs> um, we're going to work on it. Yes, we will. David Guzon says, I love City on the Edge of Forever. Awesome. Welcome, David. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to talk so, about that episode today. So we'll we'll talk about the trivia question, and then we'll, uh, we'll uh, do the answer at the end. So, John, Nichelle Nichols. Nichelle Nichols, we know her as Lieutenant Uhura mm -hmm. in Star Trek, right? She's a very important cast member, great, great, great actress, and did a great job as Lieutenant Uhura. 
Now, um, after the first season of Star Trek, she was offered a Broadway play and she actually uh, was going to resign from Star Trek. No. After one after the after one season, and um, so she put in her resignation, wow. and then she right, right. It was actually on a weekend. During that weekend, she met someone who was very influential, extremely influential, very famous person, who was a who actually watched Star Trek, and convinced her not to leave the show. Wow. Okay, who was that person? All right, very, yeah. very important person. Well, I have no idea. Um, but uh, we'll have the answer tonight. Well, David Guzon says he already has the answer, he says, I know the answer. Very nice, very all right. Nice. Don't shout it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are we gonna wait to the end? Yeah, let's wait to the end, David. Um, if you want, actually, you can uh, just send it, text me with it because I know David. <laughs> 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 but you will not get the magazines because we have to do a harder contest. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, of course, you can actually play play along. And uh, at the end, we'll have the actual answer. And if you want to play, you can put it on here, David, and I won't flash it on the screen until the end. But you can do that right now and all good. Um, so yeah, he knows it just by the title alone. It's cool. a great episode so let's dive into this sucker do, do we yeah. have any announcements i don't think we have any announcements other than no, no. what we've announced I'm excited so this episode is it's probably one of the top three episodes in star trek the one that's considered the the classic episode of, of star trek easily um and uh I, it's one of my favorite episodes because there's just so many layers to it um the director joseph joseph uh pevney was uh, a great director who actually um, directed as many episodes as Mark Daniels. So they were tied in how many right. episodes. He also directed A Mock Time. He directed um, T Trouble for Tribbles. Mm -hmm. um, so he directed all these episodes and stuff. So he's definitely a big part of Star Trek and, and that, um, that series. Um, I want to talk a little bit about him. Um, and then we're going to, we can dive into uh, the actual episode itself. So, um, Joseph Pevney was a, uh, he was a son of a watchmaker. Aren't we all? Um, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. And, uh, he was in vaudeville in 1924 stage actor. Um, he actually directed a film called body and soul. It was a boxing film. It's kind of a, a, a nerdy, uh, film person reference. If somebody knows that, um, but he did about 80 productions. He was from 1950 to 1984. Wow. Um, he did Bonanza. He did, as a matter of fact, I have uh, some other things here. Um, okay, I'm alone. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm alone. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Okay. Um, so live, people. All right, so... Um, yeah, he directed the, the Hardy Boys. <laughs> he did Emergency. I'm, I'm I'm saying because this is the guy that this is one of the guys we we've seen his work. Right. Even if you've never seen Star Trek before, you know you've either seen Trapper John, MD. You saw mm -hmm. Little House on the Prairie, um, Father Murphy, The Rockford Files, oh. The Incredible Hulk, um, Fantasy Island. 
the Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew Mysteries, um, Emergency, uh, Adam 12, Bonanza, you know, and the list goes on and on. Obviously, Star Trek, Mission Impossible, um, the Munsters, you know. So, we've this is a guy that's uh, not a household name, but definitely we've he's uh, his work has been in our household, you know. Um, and um, he died in, in 2008. Um, one of his last things was uh, Trapper John MD. And just a really great story when you read. A, I read a lot about him, and so I'm not going to go into everything about him. You can actually check it out on IMDb. On IMDb. DB, on IMDb. Um, and I'm alone again. Alone again. I had some technical I can do a show by myself if you want. Yeah, you know, you might have to. <laughs> you might have to. Then you'd be like, when I was five years old, um, my mama came. And then I was 19 and she and loved then- me and I couldn't believe it. I was I was devastated. <laughs> Reminds me of that that uh, um, episode of um, of Family Ties when Alex is talking to Skippy. And uh, is it Skippy? It's the guy, the guy with the glasses. The yeah, 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 Skippy. Yeah, and he's like, "Remember when you were nine years old and you got your head caught in the banister? Who got you out?" He goes, "My dad." He goes, "Remember when you were thirteen years old and you got your head caught in the banister?" <laughs> <laughs> that time was my mom. <laughs> the sad part is that that's actually happened to me <laughs> <laughs> more than once. <laughs> yeah, I think so. A few a few weeks ago, right? Um, <laughs> My Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so getting back to this episode. So yeah, so this was uh, uh, a wonderful uh, director who you can really see his work in this episode. And um, so let's talk a little bit about the episode. What were your, what's your impression on this episode? Well, first looking at the episode, just, you know, the the totality of the episode. First thing I, I say to myself is, this episode could actually be a movie in and of itself. You're right. If you think about the concept of it, right, the brilliance uh, of the the concept from beginning to end, it could. It, if you took this thing and you stretched it out and you really did more, you know, within them being, uh, you know, him eating, uh, meeting Edith Keeler and that whole thing and falling in love and all that, you can go so many can directions with it. Mm-hmm. But um, to me, it's one of the, you know, the top three. If not, maybe the the best written of all the episodes, in my right. opinion. Right. And um, Joan Collins was absolutely unbelievable in it. But she so, um, she was so great. She was so. I, okay, I'm going to talk a little no, bit about. No, no, yeah, I was just going to say that. But yeah. and the the chemistry between her and and Kirk in that thing completely worked as well. Yeah. So I, it was brilliant to me. Yeah, and the the director, uh, you know, Joseph Pevney, he knew how to shoot her. Because she's right. got this beautiful face, so you see this great, these great shots of her, you know this, and she walks into frame like when you know her presenting her, it's like a big deal when she's on the on the right. steps, you know. Right, right. And they show her close up, you know, and you could tell that he's lighting her purpose on um, purpose because she's so beautiful and yes, and she's so yeah. great. Um, and so he definitely really showcased her really, really well in the episode, knowing that you know, that that was going to be a big focal point of the episode was her beauty and her, her sweetness in the episode and her, her wanting to help 
exactly. know, people and stuff, which was uh, which was part of the whole the whole thing. I also think that when he was, um, you know, when he when you take on a project with a a cast that is already kind of established, mm -hmm. you know, the characters mm -hmm. are, are already everybody kind of knows what the characters are like. You can't go in there and and act, tell Spock to act differently or to tell Kirk right. don't do it this way or don't go like this so much. <laughs> you know, you can't. It's like he's gonna do. He's gonna do what he's gonna do. So you really have to focus on the story, which every director should do. But I mean, right. some directors will get in there with an actor and say, you know, remember, you're not angry here. You're, you know, and all, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But you don't really have to do that with a seasoned cast. So he had to go in there and and really draw this story out, which was really well written. Which exactly. actually, we're gonna talk about the writer, um, Harlan. What's Harlan his name? Ellison. Harlan Ellison. Um, and tell, tell that story about the writer because I think that was yeah. kind of like yeah it's 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 an amazing story so Harlan Ellison was 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 dubbed to write this the screenplay of, of the thing and what's interesting was that the original screenplay for this what he wrote was was the same kind of concept but the story went differently so if you remember the the actual show right McCoy gets you know he he injects himself and he goes crazy and goes down. Well, the original, the way it was actually written, there was another cast. It was another person who was a, a new introduction to the actual um, cast, mm -hmm. who was a guy who was actually um, almost like a, a drug dealer on the on the show. He was actually um, giving other people on the ship this drug that made them crazy. Mm. So that, and then what ended up happening was they they found out about it. And they, you know, they tried to get him and he, what he did was he ended up going down to the planet to try to escape them and they chased him down to the planet. And what he ends up doing is, uh, now, first of all, when they go down to the planet, the, the original, sh the, the, the one that's actually out there now, the, 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 uh, show that's actually that we, everybody sees this one thing is like a circle, looks like a big donut right. and that's the guardian, right? right? Well, the one that he wrote, there's actually guardians. So it's like five oh. actual guardians standing there and there's like no donut thing or anything like that. It's just like a cloudy thing. Yeah, yeah. And the guy actually jumps through this cloudy thing, goes back in time and then they have to chase him. But what's interesting is that when he goes back in time, he changes everything. Kirk, they realize that time has changed, but the enterprise is actually been, has been taken over by renegades. Oh, and 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 the enterprise is, is called something completely different, and it's it's like it's almost like that episode of Mirror Mirror where you have these right. You know, yeah, it's kind of like that. And they realize that that's how they realize that history has been changed. So then they got to go chase him, and mm. and undo the whole situation. Mm. Um, and then he ends up being the one that ac they actually um, stop him from saving Edith Keeler at the end oh. from dying. Okay. So the pro the so that was the original screenplay, and there was a little more to it, but that was the kind of the premise of it. Because Harlan Ellison thought that it was kind of dumb for McCoy, for a seasoned doctor to actually inject himself. And I was going to say that a few, a few a few seconds ago. I was just going to say that I was like, yeah, so, safety measures. On yeah, these he, thought, he thought it was kind of stupid. What ended up happening? So a couple of reasons. So when Roddenberry got that script, he liked the concept, but number one, it was way over budget. Well, I was going to say that the five guardians. Yes, exactly. Know, just get a donut. It was just no way that he Much said cheaper that. To build a donut. <laughs> there was no way that it was actually going to be done because of the way. So then he ended up rewriting it and he got um, 
Dorothy Fontana, who's one of the big Star Trek writers of the time, and Gene L. Kuhn, who also wrote a lot of episodes to rewrite the story and to kind of condense it down into what we see today. Hmm. But what ended up happening was Harlan Ellison found out that they just took a script and completely revamped it, completely got upset with Gene Roddenberry. And they actually had a feud where he called Gene a hack and Gene Gene said that he was, uh, you know, they went back and forth and Gene threatened to pull his credits from the actual episode. I mean, it was a big deal. And even when they interviewed Harlan later on, um, he said, I, I can't believe how they destroyed my script and the whole thing. But now here's the interesting Harlan Ellison wasn't just a, you know, just a, just some guy. This was a, a an established a seasoned, writer. A seasoned okay? writer. He yeah. was a seasoned writer. He wrote Award for the winning, Outer Limits. Right? He won awards for the Outer Limits. He wrote for Babylon 5. He wrote for the Twilight Zone. Um, many, 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 you know, shows that he wrote on that. He was a very gifted writer. Yeah. So it was just very interesting how that how that played out. He wrote a couple of Baywatch, I think, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And an episode but, of Knight Rider. Yeah. <laughs> you know when he wrote Fall Guy? Um, so so when you get you know, I mean man to be a fly on the wall with those conversations going on, right? I mean Gene Rottenberry and and Harlan just going at it imagine imagine that. Yeah, imagine just being there just to, to hear that conversation but because i mean yes they could have the the scene when he a seasoned doctor you're right you know and i i that's one of those things that you kind of like do but at the same time that's what makes it so interesting because he's just he's a he is a seasoned doctor right you know he's walking around the bridge he just saved the guy you know he's just saved zulu right and he's he's, he's walking up and and then suddenly the, there's a big jolt on the thing. He was unprepared, you know. Right. So I think it's it's believable in the sense that yeah, he's a seasoned doctor, but sometimes things happen like that, you know, even to seasoned True. doctors, you know. True. So you could you could uh that's I'm sure what what he justified it. Exactly. That really just cuts the budget, take getting rid of those big you know, whatever the, the guardians are. Yeah, yeah exactly. Getting a, a building a donut and um, you know, building this thing. <laughs> there it is. Nice. Yeah. And yeah, you know, and it's like uh, this is one of my favorite shots right here, actually. That's a beautiful shot. I love that shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was crisper, but it's uh, it's the yeah. best. It's I can Kirk get. and Edith Keeler looking up at the sky, you know. And you know and, what? Get. Yeah. No, I was gonna say it's so good because she's she's so aware of like what the future holds, and that, and that's exactly what I was gonna say was that I love the way when when she get when she, she gets in there and she's talking and she says one day man will harness the energy and they will go to the stars and they will go on a spaceship and all this yeah. the way they kind of played that in there was was brilliant yeah. i, I love even that. back then they were still even jane was still ahead of his time obviously by doing this space show exactly um, but a lot of those things actually have been happening and they're still happening as we speak absolutely, absolutely. um here's one of the 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 lighting things that i was telling you oh, about nice. you the way they, you know, she's obviously her face is lit, but right. you see the her top of her head, the way it's so lit, right? You know, that's kind of to bring her out and to give her some more depth in the shot, um, and and that's like was like her moment, you know, her close up, her moment to shine, and and I think when you know when you do something like that and you have somebody like Joan Collins who was so great, oh yeah, um, and went to went on to have like a great career and uh, what was the show she was in? Uh, Dynasty. Dynasty dynasty um and have such a great career and everything you know when you have when you can spot that 
you know, right. as a director and as a writer. And you, you cast it so perfectly with such a great story. And even though the story was changed, I think the the way that you that you described that story, I think this is a better story. I agree. Yeah, you know, I, I, think, I think his story might have been good for that film that we're talking about. Right, exactly. but, you know, you're right. talking about hijacking a ship. That's a lot yeah. of money to then have to shoot a mm -hmm. whole new ship, a whole yeah. new 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 people, you know, all that stuff. Um, it, it's a lot. So I think they made the right the right decision. No, and that was the issue because they, they ended up, uh, if I remember correctly, they ended up um, like a day or two behind in, in production and all that. So they had to really shoot a lot of this stuff very quickly and all that but um yeah, yeah. and uh I, I realized that when they were walking um there's one part where edith and kirk are walking um they're actually walking on the set of the andy griffith show right. and there's in the andy griffith show i guess there's a barbershop called floyd's barbershop which is pretty popular they actually mm -hmm. walked by that i thought that was nice. kind of cool yeah they, they left nice. it in there and everything it was pretty cool nice yeah um so I wanted also to talk about a little bit about um, Spock and mm -hmm. the Kirk relationship, yes. which is now sort of in this episode is sort of established, right. and it remained that till even even she said it in one in the episode saying that. Um, I'll just show this this clip real, real quick. Mm -hmm. I think it's in this scene right here on the where the fireplace. I mean, where the um the furnace is. Right. Um, where she's telling him you know, about you two guys. And she's kind of have, has her suspicion mm -hmm. about, about these two guys. And then saying that, you know, he calls him captain, right? Exactly. They're saying that he would stay by your side no matter what. Yes. Remember when she said yes, that? Yes, I remember that. Yeah. This is early on in this series, you know, that for them to know that that is how strong these, these two friendships are, you exactly. know, as different as they are, Right. You know, how he would give his life and they would give their lives for each other, you know, which Absolutely. she spotted that, you know, and I thought that was actually a really cool uh, moment here. And just look at the way they light her, you know, they really just gave her such great lighting. It's amazing. <laughs> and, you, you know, it's it's interesting because she's a beautiful woman, but really yeah. the clothes that she's wearing is not, it's right. not very close. She's wearing, right. They dress her actually frumpy. And they, in the interview, in one of the interviews, she said, she said, I was dressed very frumpy. But William Shatner was like, no, but you're you, even frumpy. You're gorgeous. You know what well, I mean? Well, that's the thing that, you know, they really had to rely on the, on her face and her, exactly. her beauty and her voice, the tone right. of her voice and all that was really uh, uh, important, you know. But, uh, you know, we're looking at 19. What, when, what year was this episode again? The year that it was filmed? Yeah. Was this 60, uh, this was 67 also? I think it might have been 67. I don't remember exactly. It was definitely the 66, 60, probably 67. Yeah. But um, um, let me, um, why don't you talk a little bit about it? I'm just going to look, look for it. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, it's just amazing. And the, the, the interesting thing, there's a couple other little tidbits there was that um, what makes it amazing also, um, I think, especially when you look towards the end, mm. look at this whole sacrifice that Kirk has to make. Right. Oh man. He has, I mean, this is what kills me in the episode every time I, I see know. it. Every time I see this episode. He, he, like, has to, he, he has to sacrifice the love that he has for this woman. And he's only been with her for whatever it is, a couple of days or whatever it is, for the greater good of, of humanity. He's saving humanity yeah. just by, you know, and the what I thought was brilliant, like when they, when the whole thing happens, she gets hit by the car and they, they realize she's, she dies. Then they come back. Then they're on the planet. Look at 
William Shatner and, you know, Captain Kirk's face when he's standing there, you could see he plays it really well, I think. He does. He does. He does. He's, he's you can see that he's completely devastated. Yeah, he's completely devastated. And the first thing he says is, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. And he says it with this anger yeah. because he knows that he's got to live with this yeah. for the rest of his life. Yeah. And, and, and Kirk, unfortunately, is one of those characters that just never really found. Because, I mean, his job is like, <laughs> like no woman really wants to be part of that. You no, know? no. And, you know, no matter what color she is. Right. And it's, it's one of those things that he never really was able to find that that woman exactly you know? i think exactly. all the captains really had difficulties you know um i think when you're a captain of a starship you pretty much have to give your life to that ship because you do yeah you know? well and they, many times they, they they've addressed it in star trek where they say yeah, the ship yeah. is your is your, your life you know, this is your life this is it the only yeah. one who actually kind of kind of got around that was cisco because he had a son, he, he had a son, and he actually had uh, he had Cassidy, a, I think, had a, yeah. Cassidy, where because he was more stationary, right? right? He that wasn't was, out, right. Right? and that so, was that's why it was a little different. Work, work. Right? Yeah. You're right, exactly. But I, you know, and it's, it's like working in space, you know, your job is in space, space, yeah. Right. But if you're a starship captain, then your job is in space, but now you're flying around. You know, exploring strange new worlds, seeking out new life and new civilizations, boldly going where no man has gone before. And, and, um, by the way, and talking about that end part where, where he comes, where he comes out, and then they, you know, they're just about to beam back up, and he's he says, "Get the hell out of here." Right. There was a big fight about that. Really? They didn't. They didn't want him to say hell. Oh wow! And and he, you know, that was considered, you know, you know, really deep profanity at the time. You wouldn't say that on 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 a TV show. Right. Um, and Gene and and Shatner were the ones that pushed that, and wow. they went back and forth on that. And finally, they let it go because they said, "There's no other way you. There's no other way he can say it that's going to be as effective." Right. As if he says it in that scene. And that's what made that scene so powerful. The right. Exactly. Because he was so angry. And when he says that, you know, it, it just completely completes that scene there. Right. And and it, it, you, he couldn't say, let's get out of here. Right. Yeah. yeah. It just wouldn't it, have worked. It wouldn't have worked. He was so angry. You know, I mean, he was so crushed, you know. Um, and I thought also that scene when the doctor comes out and, you know, they see each other for the first time. And he's like, Jim, you know, they, they finally find each other and stuff. And, um, and then he sees her, she's crossing the street and he goes over and, you know, and he's like, do you know what you just did? I could have yeah. And the can, you know, of course, Spock is like, he knows. Doctor. He knows doctor. He knows. Yep. Completely. <laughs> you know, it's just like, and you see his face just like, and he just oh it was so yeah yeah I remember, that, I remember i remember watching that for the first time you know i mean right. we all remember right and you know when they used to give uh um they give um i think it was 11 o'clock at night on p on channel 11 px whatever p it was wpix i guess <clears throat> and it was star trek or the honeymooners and right. the odd couple right it was like all those shows and that would be my that's my evening every night for years that would so be my too. evening my yeah time. it would be my evening and i remember watching and sitting i was sitting there was a little end table and i would just sit at the end table and i would watch these shows you know completely uncomfortable but i was comfortable as a, right. as a kid and um and i remember that episode came out that's that 
moment i didn't you know you don't know that this, this is gonna happen right don't know you know, we, now we're just so familiar with this episode but at the time i was like <laughs> I, hope, I hope that she didn't die you know exactly and because exactly. I, I kept hearing you know spock is so freaking annoying sometimes because he's so damn logical <laughs> she must die jim she must die and you know and and he's just like and he's pissed off with spock as well right. um but yeah so i remember it was the, the power behind that and it was just a classic um star trek gotcha it was, it was, it was actually, it was one of those endings where, you know, one of the best, to me, it was one of the best endings in Star Trek, you I know, just so. as far as the, you know, the original series or even in a lot of the a series. lot of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was just I, one of the best hard to compare them. What was interesting also that I, I, looking at the actual filming, I think there was a little bit of foreshadowing. If you remember when mm. they first get there and they're walking across the street, they almost get hit by a car. Right. Right. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah. to me, that that had to be by yeah. design. I, I mean, yeah. you would probably know better than I do, but I mean, I I thought that was by design. Yeah, because also when uh, when she fell down, almost tripped on the stairs, and he caught her. Right. So they kind of give you this idea, like, well, when is it supposed to happen? Exactly. You know, was exactly. she supposed to get hit by that car? Was she supposed to fall down the stairs? Right. You know, Spock brought it up, but then they're both crossing the street, and they they almost get by a car, and he kind of grabs her hand, and right. and I'm like, oh no, was that the moment? <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? Um, but you know, I think also one of the things that I that I was thinking about with Kirk was that he could probably live there the rest of his life and be completely happy. Yes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. I, I felt like he was you more got that sense. right. He seemed relaxed, you know, even Spock was kind of relaxed mopping. <laughs> Just, right. you know, it's like instead of like being a science officer of a spaceship, you know, where you gotta right travel around and find all these crazy people he's just like mopping and he's just he has a hobby of like you know making little radio things um and i just thought that i think that's also something that that he wanted right you know he was totally i think okay with like if we don't this is it this is it i'm, I'm okay yep. I, got yep. I love and this is where i ended up you know i agree completely yeah. now um, let me ask you how how cool would it have been if you, let's say you had longer time. Again, it was more of a movie type thing, right? Mm -hmm. If you would have had McCoy, now McCoy's down there, and if McCoy right. and him would have actually both, they both fell in love with her. Well, it's funny because I did think of that when he met her because I mean, right? who, who, who can not fall in love with her? No, exactly. She's, all, you know, she's amazing. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think that he was, um, he was so appreciative of her exactly you know? and it could have been it, it, something like that could have been uh could have happened that would have been an interesting i would have been a very interesting thing if that would have happened and they would have like actually i had a kind of like there would have been a conflict there conflict just there just and, on that yeah, piece, yeah you know i think also because you, you have a limited time you know you yeah. can't you know it, it's hard to put in a whole other right right um, exactly in there but um definitely a a, a possibility um hey mary is in the house hey mary what's up how are you how are you um so yeah i was looking for some stuff here by the way i, I thought one funny scene i mean again you see little things that happen during the during the scenes where it just always cracks me up mccoy walks into the transporter room and he's like he chops the guy twice the guy falls on the yeah. floor and he's yeah. out for the next 10 minutes wow. 
<laughs> All of a sudden, he's like Mr. Karate Expert. Yeah. He's like, you know. <laughs> they seem to do that a lot in uh in Star Trek. But, but then again, I think that they were because how easy would it have been if he would have just injected him with something? I mean, he had true. been injected with something. Well, right. Of course, he wasn't his his right mind though. That's true. He was. I mean, so he was. Yeah, he was nuts. So I don't think he would have thought of that either. But assassins, killers, killers. <laughs> he was. Really, he was really good. He was so jacked up. His face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they had him. They had him like sweating, and he had blotches, and he was like. Oh, they, they, they had it perfectly. They had it. They had it well, very well done. The way they did. Yeah, it looked like he really was injected with a bunch of uh, <laughs> heroin, whatever the hell it was. Um, it's cool, man. So, so to wrap up this episode, um, morally, <laughs> I think it's also one of those, um, episodes that makes you think about opportunities missed. Yes. yes. You know, like, you know, sometimes, and this is, this is probably, uh, something I shouldn't confess, but <laughs> sometimes oh, in my head, you are a woman. woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I'm crossing the street, like if the light is, is blinking, right? And I can run and make it, right? I can run and make that light, but I decide I don't want to run, and I stop and I wait, right? right? And and then I just let the car go. I'll get to the train station or I'll get to wherever I'm going, and I'll see my thing go, the train going by or missing it, right. and then I think, oh, you know, if I would have run, and so I think about missed <laughs> missed opportunities a lot, <laughs> and it's kind of weird, you know, but. Uh, but but again, I've also done it where I, I don't I decide I don't want to run and I kind of chill out and then I see somebody that I haven't seen in a long time. Right. You know right. what I mean? So you know I try not to think about it because it's it can mess you up. But this episode really is that it, it, at the maximum of that exact thing. It know? is definitely definitely the, the instant that something changes can create a whole different future that was originally laid out. You know, or at least. It was heading in this direction, and suddenly, exactly. boom! It, now it's going to go in this direction. So, this episode really makes me think of like, you know, just make sure that when you're looking at something, that you're really clear-headed, that you're making it for the greater good, right? That you're really uh, staying in the moment and staying in, in present. It really talk. It really talks to choices. It really talks to how oh. choices can affect. And it, it's funny that you say that, right? We're both New Yorkers, right? We we grew up in New York City. Uh, uh, you know, I would take the subway every morning, uh, you know, and every evening, right? And it's funny, I think about that concept just a little thing as far as when I would take the subway. I used to take the subway at the same exact place, yeah. same car every day. You see right? the same people too, yeah. See the same people, you say, Oh, there goes that guy, he comes, he, we walk into the same train every day, and all this. And then I, I started thinking about it, saying, What if I go to the end, right? Like, what if I start changing? What yeah. would happen? And it's funny because when that happens, different things happen. Yeah. And, and there's, there's been times where I did that and I actually met somebody I hadn't seen. Yeah. Like uh, I was a, somebody I went to um, high school with. Wow. I ran into once when I did that and I was yeah. like, wow, look at that, you know, yeah. and, you know, exchange numbers and all that, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen them so long. Whatever. But it's amazing how just the little choices, yeah. because sometimes you're, you know, I mean, this is a whole thing, but sometimes you're, you're just so caught in the habit of doing something the yeah. same exact way world and you're just exactly so the, that wheel 
you, yeah, in the wheel, yeah. the cycle, and then you realize, no, you know what? What if I change it today? What if I drive this way instead of that way? What if I take this car instead of this car? And it's amazing. Yeah. Sometimes it just completely changes yeah. your life. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's a much better way of being. Right. You know, because uh, and I, I've I've gotten really good at 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 that. You know, in my later years now, where I do that. You know, if I'm gonna go out, if I'm if I know Broadway is right here, and I can just walk out and walk over to Broadway. I'm, I'll probably walk down this way and walk down an extra block and then go to Broadway. Right, exactly. And then I'll end up seeing somebody or, you know, I always take a different route or something um, because, yeah, it, it is choices. And I think we have choices that we make that are obviously um, not just things like that, like directions or movements or stuff like that. But there's other choices like should I take this job? Should I? Right. Do this? Should I, you know, all, all should I move? Should I get buy a house? Should I sell a house? Should I, you know, all that stuff? Um, that also becomes with that. And, and this episode really talks about so much about that. It does. Because even them making the choice to go down to the planet, right? You know, because really he did it because he's his friend. But should he have done that, being mm -hmm. the, the captain of the ship and responsible for two hundred and plus people that are on right. this on the ship? Should he have done that? Because the doctor, you get another doctor. Right. The guy right. went mad. He went down to an island that we don't know anything about. Mm -hmm. We're not going to go down to that island because there's all these weird time, uh, 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 what do you call it, anomalies that were happening mm -hmm. down there. I'm not mm -hmm. going to throw myself in there. Mm -hmm. But he did it because of friendship. He made that choice. Exactly. So he saved his friend. Exactly. For that choice. And he paid the price because he fell in love. And, you know, but again, choices you know right and, and this you could say the same thing for you know and we talked a little bit about it but um and when we go to the movies we'll talk about it again the wrath i'm not a wrath of khan i'm search for spock oh, he right. makes the choice to right he to go after his friend and you his, know he's gonna get lose yeah, everything his crew decides to risk everything to go with him and he knows that you know whatever happens number one he could lose his life but number two he can lose his career yeah right and if this goes south forget it they're all done they're you know, over. but it's okay. I'm going to risk everything for, for, and they didn't even know what they were going to find. Yeah. They didn't know if Spock was alive. They didn't know if he was dead. They didn't, they didn't know anything. They just wanted to go get his body and, and whatever. And of course they ran into the whole thing and the enterprise gets destroyed and all this, but, and it works out in the end where they all, at least they're all alive. Yeah. But think about that choice that he made there. You know, it's and the, the wonderful thing about Star Trek. Uh, this is a Star Trek show and we do talk about life and we do talk about, um, you know, how it, it actually relates to uh, certain parts of life. Um, but the wonderful thing about Star Trek is that it is all about choices. Yep, it is. It is really about choices. And, and when you realize it, that life is about choices. Right. You know, and, and it's it's a, every day you make a choice. You have to make a choice. And it can be as simple as like today I'm gonna have a good day, or today I feel like shit. Exactly. Right? What choice are you gonna make today? Right. And, and you Absolutely. can decide, even if you feel like crap, you can decide, you know what? I'm making a choice that I'm actually gonna have a good day, no matter how crappy I feel, or no matter how bad a night sleep I had, or whatever right. happened the, the, the previous day. I'm going to have a good day today. Again, choice, you know, really. Yeah. Important. Yeah. I mean, Captain Kirk being the, the, if you, you know, going to Star Trek, Captain Kirk being the leader of this ship. I mean, he has to, the, he, he can't afford to be like, have a crappy day. Right. He's got to be on, right? Think yeah. about, yeah. think about yeah. his job. Yeah. He's got to be on. He's responsible at that time for 400 and something lives. Right. You know, and he's, he's, 
He's his choices are going to completely save 400 people's lives at that time. Think about the responsibility of any of any but any leader, right. but in a leader in in that type of space, it could be in the military, it could be in Star Trek, it could be whatever, you know. Yeah. And you can't be weak and I think that's one of the reasons why when he got when he you know came back through the portal through the donut, um it's one of the reasons why he said, you know, let's get the hell out of here. Hell out of here. He knew yeah. that he was vulnerable there. Right. And he exactly. can't be vulnerable. He has yeah. to say, let's get out of here. You know, I don't want to be reminded about this. I got to I got to be a, a captain. Yeah. I think maybe he was and, you know, thinking about Captain Kirk and his personality, right? The personality that they gave him throughout Star Trek. I'm thinking maybe also part of him was angry at himself because he let himself go so far. Probably. Because he thought about actually saving her and staying there. Yeah. You know, and, and changing, you know, maybe a part of himself was like, you know, I can't believe I even let myself think that way. Right. 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 It probably shows his how that he's vulnerable. He's vulnerable. Yeah, he's vulnerable. When you exactly. have, when you have a job like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not something you can really uh, risk. Right. You, know, <laughs> right. Not, right. you can't risk being that vulnerable when you're in charge of, of, a, of, a, of a starship. Of a starship. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But he, yeah, you're right. I think that's a good point that he probably was really angry with himself. Yeah, um, that even allowed that to happen, you know. Exactly, like, like she had to die. Like she had to die, you know. And, and that's like the most frustrating thing about it, you know. I, I try to put myself in that situation, you know. Yeah. And it's like it's, you know. I mean, you can't because you, you know. But I'm just saying, just in my mind, I'm like, wow, would I have actually been able to like do that? And then how do I live with myself with that choice? You know, it's, yeah. it's incredible. Well, you have to. I mean, he's living with the fact that he saved. The, that he saved humanity. Really, humanity. think about it. You know, that one times? little that one little thing completely changes everything in humanity. <laughs> yeah, which is amazing. I mean, think about it, right? I know it's really crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's actually give the answer to the um, trivia question. The I don't know, um, David Guzon, if you're still on. If, if you are, thank you for staying let's on. See, let's see if anybody and, can. Um, let's see what your answer is. I'm going to give him uh, 10 seconds and then I'll, uh, I'm going to drink. This is a uh, root beer. Really? Looks like wine from here. It does. I know. I'm, that's what I was thinking. I always drink things out of wine glasses. By the way, drink. I got another cup. Nice. Star Trek cup. This is actually, it's a brown, for those of you just listening, it's a brown cup. It says my name on one side. Or hey. And yes. And then on the other side, it has the Vulcan uh, hand gesture and it says live long and prosper. Nice. This was actually given to me by my brother in law, who is a big Trekkie, by the way. Uh, shout out to Henry if he's listening. Oh, and uh, he has a friend who actually makes the things like this. Oh, sweet. She makes cups, she makes, you know, all different types of things. And this was a gift, actually. Very from nice. Him. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Awesome, awesome stuff. Nice, nice. So, yeah, showing off my memorabilia. <laughs> and then I got a shirt. <laughs> Captain Kirk. Next, I'll show my tattoo, but uh, I have to make sure I, you know, it's in a, it's in a vulnerable that'll be place. In a private, that's a private chat that we're going to have after <laughs> anybody wants to join us. Um, so, did anybody get that trivia question? No, I think. Uh, Guzona gave up on us. I'm sorry, David. All right. Well, here we go. So yeah. the trivia question is, so again, Michelle Nichols, who played Lieutenant Uhura in Star Trek, 
she actually, after the first season that she was on, she uh, resigned from uh, from Star Trek. And then she met somebody, a very influential, famous person who really, you know, who really loved her role on Star Trek and actually convinced her to stay on Star Trek. And that person was? Before you do that, we do have to actually also cover Star Trek history and um, music. Oh, okay. So why don't we do that? And then, and then we'll that. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. I had it on my notes and I skipped over it. Come on, John. You're a professional. Let's go. I'm trying. All right. So number one song in 1967. It was 1967, by the way. Yeah. I don't even know what the song is, but <laughs> it's not Bula Bula or Bully, Bully, whatever. <laughs> Bully Bully. It's uh, To Sir With Love. Oh, I know that song. By Lulu. Yes. that's. Well, how did that go? That's um, To Sir With Love. <laughs> <She's making it. laughs> no, no, no. I, I do know the song. I do know the song. <laughs> <laughs> to Sir With Love. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it it is. I know the song, but I just can't sing it now because I'm, I have too many thoughts coming in out of my head. I can only hold like one at a time. So, yes, yeah, so so it's uh, the letter number two is uh, the letter Ode to Billy Joe, Windy. Uh, here's the one that I know. I'm a believer by the Monkees. Oh, nice. Uh, Light my fire number Good six bad. by the Doors. Doors. Something stupid by Frank and Nancy Sinatra. Wow. And Happy Together by the Turtles. Okay. Groovin' by the Young Rascals. And number 10 is Frankie Valley. Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. Ah, great song. You're just too good to be true. That's a great song. Yeah, that's, that is a great song. That is a great, yeah. So that's not number 10. Too with love, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's not too with love. It goes exactly that way. Stop it. My name is Lulu. By the way, I bet you I can tell you what TV show was on at that time? What, what TV show? Well, was on? I think I remember that. Didn't it beat, or or didn't one show beat it? Uh, I think in the ratings, I was reading that Bewitched beat it, or Bewitched was on at the same time. Yeah, Bewitched was on. Beat what? I think. Well, they, they, I was reading that it it the I think it was the ratings of this show when it was mm -hmm. on. And yeah. I think the only it was second to be witch, if I remember correctly. Okay, hold on. But, something like that. Is that right? No, that's not right. What, what was he? I think he was trying to answer the the question, the trivia question. No, I don't know if he was. Sean, was that a trivia question that you were answering? I don't know if that was because a, a name flashed across our screen, but it yeah, wasn't. No, I, I just flashed it. Okay, stop flashing, flash. John. How dare you? I'm a flasher. <laughs> All right. Um, but that no, but if if that was the answer, that that was not it. Okay, so let's just do movies and then um okay. TV shows. Okay. So the number one television show, 1967, the year Star Trek, uh, this episode was uh uh City on the Edge of Forever. The number one show was the Andy Griffith show. Really? Yeah. Number two was the Lucy show. Lucy really consistently always up there. Um, number three was Gomer Pyle. Gomer Pyle. Um, Gunsmoke, Family Affair, and Bonanza were all type four. Bonanza's always up there. Yeah, Bonanza's kicking butt. Um, the Red Skelton Show, the Dean Martin Show, the Jackie Gleason Show. Everybody, let's get a show. 
Um, and then number 10 is Saturday Night at the Movies. And mm. number 11 was Bewitched. So There we go. Yeah. Told you yeah. Bewitched was in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My Three Sons was there. Ironside, the Carol Burnett show was, uh, I guess, at that point, it was just coming out. It just started, right? 67. Yes. yes. It's uh, number 27 because that show was number one for a while. So it's wow. started pretty down there. Um, yeah, so those were that's what was happening uh, in music and on television during Star Trek. Very during amazing, amazing, com again, amazing competition. <laughs> oh, he says uh, no to uh, to sir with love. To sir with love. To sir with love. Well, it says the the it says Lulu. So I don't know if he's saying that Sidney Portier was the one that sang. No, because it was a woman. It was a woman. It's a woman. I don't remember Sidney Poitier having a woman's voice, but yeah, it was it was a, it was a woman. Yeah, it, was, it says artist. It says Lulu. If you look on the uh, okay the Billboard year end hot that, was, that must have been her only hit, right? <laughs> Lulu had like thousands of hits. You kidding me? She <laughs> sang uh, "Open the Refrigerator." She sang uh, "Sunny Side Up." She sang uh, "Ring the Doorbell" if you hear the shower running. She she had a bunch of hits. <laughs> they all had to do with the house. Yeah, it's all, way. <laughs> it's all about house. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, let's hear so, for Luke. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do our trivia. Anyway, question. trivia question. Oh, so, so oh, again, this, okay. Now we're getting more, more, more details are coming in. Oh, the movie built around the song that Sydney put. Ah, okay. okay. Thank you. Now so that, love. Okay. that makes sense now. Now I got well, it. So that was a movie then, right? Was it? So it was movie the movie uh to serve with love? To serve with love. To serve with love. Sydney Potier. Yep. Movie 1967. Look at that. He's right on the money with his facts. Look at that. No, John, John, don't I, know. I know he's, he's really good. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it was actually Sidney Portier, Judy Geeson, Christian Roberts, Susie Kendall in, in that film to serve with love. And the song, the theme song was sung by. <laughs> the women. So, all right. So <laughs> the women. All right. Um, anyway, so the trivia question, yes. So the, back to the trivia yeah, question. Yeah, back to the trivia question. Um, so Nichelle, so Nichelle Nichols had quit um, after one season with uh, Star Trek because she was offered Broadway. Now Broadway was her one of her passions, and she met somebody very famous, very influential, who who convinced her to stay with the series. Lulu. <laughs> no, no, it was not Lulu, and it was not Sidney Poitier. Okay. But that person was. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Whoa. That's right. That's right. Seriously? And the, seriously. So the story oh, goes, wow. the legend goes. So she, again, was offered uh, Broadway. And she went into Gene's office and she said, listen, I was offered this play. And she gave him her resignation. He didn't want to take it. Mm. He said, you don't understand what, that, what you're doing here in Star Trek. I really, really love you being on this. And and she said, well, you know, Broadway's my passion, so I really want it. Now, this was on a Friday. So she gave him the resignation, and he said, okay, listen, go, you know, think it over over the weekend. And if you come back on Monday and you still have, you still want to do it, then I will 
bless you and you know we go so she said fine so that weekend she just happens to think about choices that weekend she just happens to be at a gala for the NAACP mm. and who's there but none other than Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Wow. He knows that she's there so he wants to meet her so he actually tells people listen I'd like to meet her so he actually meets her and he says listen you know here's this is amazing he says Star Trek is the only show that I allow my daughters to watch because of not only the episodes and what it brings to you know the vision of the future but because you're on it yeah and he's so she says well she goes you know unfortunately i'm resigning you know and he said he tells me he says please don't resign you don't understand what you're doing you know don't you understand what you're doing not only for women Mm -hmm. but for women of color at this time in, in you know at this time and completely blew her away Wow. And she goes the next, you know, on Monday morning and tells Gino, you know, and he had like ripped it up anyway. <laughs> and, and and she said from there on, boom, that, that was history. Yeah, her impact in television was so huge. Uh, you know, she probably just didn't realize it at the time. And, exactly. exactly. Um, you know, she's she's a theater actress and she wants right. to do her thing, which she did. She got to do a lot of it as well. But um definitely that's that's huge that's powerful wow i mean it just it blows me away that that story all the time when i hear it imagine i mean imagine of all people thinking it again going back to choices and right and, you know she could have what if she didn't go to that gala right, right. what if she decided i'm not gonna go you know yeah man <laughs> well, there, there you have it i mean definitely the moral of the uh story is uh choices <laughs> choices yeah that, that's choices. pretty much the moral of the show is, is choices. definitely wow cool cool all right well um i'm gonna try an attempt to uh explain the contest one more time for anybody that's still watching so how you get these <laughs> how you have a chance of winning these how do we beautiful beautiful 55th anniversary commemorative magazines um and they're beautiful filled with beautiful color photos as well as oh look there's the green the green lady um um beautiful beautiful uh magazines um go on to our facebook page counterparts facebook page and make a comment from now to the end of the month every day go on there make a comment we are going to we wrote down already a date i have it in my folder right here and george has it in his folder the same exact date and exact time. So just in case somebody, two people do it, we'll have to get the person that's the closest to the timestamp that's on the post. They will win this. Whoever is the closest to the time that we actually have written on paper. I'm getting better at explaining it. Yeah, you're, yeah. By the, by the time somebody wins, I'll be like, I'll be like, now what? <laughs> what are we going to say for the next thing? Actually, the, this one. actually, I think what the contest should be is everyone should write exactly their thought of what the explanation is of this contest, and whoever comes <laughs> closest to what John means should actually win. win the, the- if you can explain to us <laughs> what I'm saying, then you will win. I am bad. looking forward to next month where we're going to do these beautiful pins. So a lot of people don't realize, but Star Trek is a huge in the pin industry. Huge yep. in the pin industry, and so these are not just like pins, these are like Star Trek pins that are actually valuable. 
they are actually uh, like they're there there's a there's a whole pin collection it's amazing As a matter of fact there's another podcast that i listen to a star trek podcast as well and um they talk about they they get sponsored by a, one of the uh companies is like a pin pin company. company yeah it's a pin company they just they just make pins and wow. every year they'll like launch a series of pins like they'll be like we're gonna do a series of dax from deep space right. nine or right. a series of 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 cisco you know and they'll do like these very limited edition pins that you get to buy and, and people are buying them they're pretty popular, popular items so so that's going to be for april and then we'll figure out another way of of uh we'll see how this goes if this works out and people understand it then we'll just keep doing it sounds good all right well awesome as always george great episode uh great content i love the the information that you're bringing here to us and to the audience I think it's super, super cool. So I want to thank you for that. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Appreciate y'all. We will be back next Tuesday. And um, we haven't decided. No, we did decide. We're doing a Space Seed, aren't we? Space Seed. But we're going to actually, I think we decided. Space Seed and. And Wrath of Khan. And uh, Wrath of Khan. Huh? How about yeah, so that? <laughs> next week is going to be really awesome. Next Action week might, might be a long, yeah, it might be a longer episode. Um, we did an hour for just one episode, but now Space Seed and The Wrath of Khan. The Wrath of Khan alone oh, yeah. is an episode. Yes. You know, we're we're probably gonna touch a little bit on on Space Seed and Wrath of Khan and eventually do a space uh, a, a, a Wrath of Khan complete episode because that, that film was really what saved the franchise. Agreed. You know, that film saved because that first one was kind of like a eh. Yeah. It was a good film, but it didn't really do what it what they expected it. Right. But that second film, boom, blew it all away. Blew it, blew it up. So that's what we're doing next week. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I appreciate y'all very much. Take care of yourselves. See y'all, uh, George. See y'all, and uh, take care, everybody. See y'all soon. See y'all, people. Peace. Peace.